Hello everyone, and welcome into another story about the Peters children. This week's story, Pearson and Penelope Forget, is a story about Mother's Day, which was last Sunday. We hope you either celebrated your mom, or as a mom, you were celebrated. We are bringing you the story about Mama Peter's Mother's Day a week late, which we think is quite appropriate considering that Penelope and Pearson, I'm not gonna tell you. You can just listen and see what happens. As usual in this week's story, there's a hymn title or a line from a hymn. And if you recognize it, send in your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Emmeline, who goes by Emmy of Walnut Creek, California. Emmeline just happens to be the name of one of my daughter's college roommates with whom she remains good friends, and I have always thought it was such a pretty name. Emmy sent in the correct line from the hymn, Before the Throne of God Above. From the story, Penelope gets glasses. So good job, Emmy! Is everyone ready to listen to this week's story? Here we go. Pearson and Penelope forget. It was a Sunday morning, and the entire Peters family had slept through their alarm. It was understandable, though, because the night before, they had gone to the drive-in where they had watched The Amazings Part 4, and Daddy Peters had let them stay up late to roast s'mores in the backyard. After Penelope had accidentally gotten marshmallows stuck in her hair, and the gooey, drippy, sticky mess was nearly impossible to get out with a baby wipe borrowed from Priscilla and Patience. Mama Peters had announced that the night's activities would need to end because she needed to wash Penelope's hair. After washing and scrubbing the gooey mess from her hair, everyone called it a night and went to bed. They were beat. But it was that good kind of tired that comes from having had a satisfying and enjoyable day, which had also included a day of fishing at the park. They were awakened from their slumber when Mama Peters sang out, Rise and shine! and hurriedly exclaimed that they all needed to wake up for church. Penelope forced open her eyes and quickly made her bed before placing her little Miss Molly on her pillow to await her return from church in the early afternoon. With Bible in hand, she rushed downstairs, grabbed a quick breakfast bar, and buckled Priscilla and Patience into their car seat for Mama Peters, who was busy blow-drying her hair. Pearson tripped on his way down the stairs while attempting to tie his shoe, inadvertently flinging his Bible halfway across the living room floor as he tried to catch himself without falling flat on his face. Wow! Pearson yelled. That was awesome! Did you see that, Pen? Pierce, since when is it awesome to nearly face plant? Penelope made no effort to hide her disbelief. Well, that's not the awesome part, Pen. The awesome part is catching yourself before you face plant, Pearson said. Penelope giggled. <laughs> and handed Pearson a breakfast bar. I cannot believe we slept in so late, Pearson. And on a Sunday. Pearson nodded vigorously. I know, but it was such a fun night last night. I don't think Daddy Peters is going to be happy that we slept in so late. Almost, as if on cue, Daddy Peters came in, patting his hair down. Good morning, troops. What a fun night we had last night. But I think it's best not to stay out late on a Saturday night. We don't want to be rushing around on Sunday morning. Probably not a good way to start the Lord's Day. Having finished blowing her hair dry, Mama Peters walked downstairs and gave everyone a quick hug. Well, we just better have a fast breakfast this morning because we all slept in. Daddy Peters winked affectionately at Mama Peters 
and draped his arm around her. I'm all over it, darling, he said as he handed her a breakfast bar. Mama Peter's face looked crestfallen, and she looked around in disappointment. But she grabbed her breakfast bar and simply remarked, Oh, okay, I... Okay, let's go to church. Daddy Peters gave Mama Peters a quizzical look, and then he looked at his children with the same look. He shrugged. Maybe Mama Peters needs more sleep, Daddy Peters said with another wink. Mama Peters turned to Daddy Peters. It's not sleep that's bothering me. Thank you. Let's go. Pearson looked at Penelope. His brow was furrowed, and he looked completely confused. Penelope looked back with a shrug, as if to say, I don't know what's wrong. The Peters family drove to church in a palpable silence, which blanketed the car, except for the occasional soft coos of Patience and Priscilla, who were sitting in their car seats, and the soft strains of Oh How I Love Jesus playing in the background. The silence was uncomfortable, until Daddy Peters broke the silence with a booming question. Well, how did everybody sleep last night? Pearson and Penelope answered, Like a rock! Like a log! Respectively. Mama Peters mumbled something unintelligible, to which Daddy Peters queried, Mama Peters, are you okay this morning? Mama Peters answered coolly, What does it matter how I feel? Mama Peters, I don't know what's wrong or if there's something wrong, but if you'd like, we can talk privately later. Daddy Peters was more bewildered than ever, but Mama Peters refused to be assuaged. That won't be necessary, thank you. After arriving at church and finding their seats, the worship pastor opened with a welcome to the congregation and added, and a special welcome to all of our moms on this, your day. Uh-oh. Pearson's and Penelope's faces blanched. They looked at each other, remembering that it was Mother's Day. It wasn't that they had forgotten, because earlier in the week, Daddy Peters had taken them shopping for a new bathrobe for Mama Peters, and they'd made her cards and had helped Priscilla and Patience put marks on a paper that they pretended said Happy Mother's Day. But still, on today, the actual day of Mother's Day, they felt like total heels for not remembering. Burying their teeth in embarrassment, they turned to Daddy Peters, whose face was as white as theirs. He looked beseechingly at Mama Peters, who was staring straight ahead her face looking hard as a stone. He leaned over and whispered in her ear. Pearson and Penelope guessed it was likely an apology for their forgetfulness. On the way home from church, the air was heavy with noticeable tension, but Pearson took the first opportunity to speak up in defense of himself and his family. Mama Peters, I am so, so sorry that I forgot it was Mother's Day. We only forgot this morning, but we really didn't forget. We made cards and signed cards, and went gift shopping with Daddy Peters. Mama, I'm sorry. Mama Peters turned around to face Pearson. Well, Pearson, I'd like to know how you would feel if you had woken up and we'd forgotten your birthday. Or Penelope, how would you feel if I ignored your special day? I'm very disappointed. To which Penelope sadly responded. I know, Mama Peters, I'd feel awfully sad too. And I'm really, really sorry. Would you forgive me, Mama Peters? Mama Peters didn't say much after that. And when they arrived home, she walked straight to her room. Daddy Peters announced, Pierce, Pen, we didn't do right by Mama Peters. But let's get started on our meal plan anyway. I already made up fried chicken, and I just need to throw it all in the fryer. Pen, can you get out the fruit salad you chopped up yesterday? 
Pearson, put the rolls in the oven, please. We may not have gotten off to a good start this morning, but we're going to end on a high note. So the three set to work on the meal they had prepared when Mama Peters had been busy in the garden on Saturday morning. Daddy Peters had even made a chocolate silk pie, which was Mama Peters' absolute favorite pie, with Pearson and Penelope's help. As the rolls began to bake and the chicken was dropped in the fryer, the smells mingled together and the aroma had Daddy Peters, Pearson, and Penelope salivating. Daddy Peters took a break from frying chicken and told the children, I'm going to run upstairs and bring down Mama Peters. Put Priscilla and Patience in their seats and we'll get started on our celebration. Daddy Peters walked into the bedroom where Mama Peters was lying on the bed. She was pretending to be asleep. Mama Peters? Daddy Peters said, gently touching her shoulder. It's time for lunch, darling. Mama Peters turned over with a quick move. I wasn't asleep, Daddy Peters. But I'll tell you what. I'm extremely disappointed in you and the children. Why couldn't you have put more thought into this day? Oh, hon, we did put a lot of thought into today. We just simply forgot that today was the day. With a tear rolling down her cheek, Mama Peters said softly, Well, I wonder how you would feel if I forgot your special day. There's no doubt, Mama Peters, that I would probably feel pretty bad. But we only forgot it briefly. I am so sorry. Please come downstairs. We have something for you. Mama Peters wasn't quite finished with her sulking yet and wanted more time to continue. With a chilly edge in her voice, she responded, I'll be down soon when I'm good and ready. Daddy Peters walked back down to the children in the kitchen. Penelope, Pearson, I'm afraid we've really hurt Mama Peters' feelings. We didn't take care to honor Mama's desires ahead of our own. We definitely had good intentions and we planned ahead. But then yesterday, we did too much and stayed up too late. We didn't plan well. Instead of getting to bed early to ensure that we didn't sleep in and we had plenty of time before church to honor Mama Peters, we didn't regard Mama Peters' special day above our own. From now on, we just need to remember that when the opportunity presents itself, we honor someone else on their special day. You know, Daddy Peters, I really do understand. It hurt my feelings once when Emily forgot my birthday, and now I just feel terrible for Mama Peters. Penelope was inconsolable. They all turned when they heard Mama Peters walk into the kitchen. She took her seat at the table where she sat in front of the big plate of food that the children had made for her. Penelope handed Mama Peters a gigantic bouquet of flowers that they had bought the day before but had hidden in her room. Pearson handed Mama Peters the cards, and Daddy Peters handed Mama Peters two wrap presents. Mama Peters took the bouquet from Pen and took a sniff. The aromatic flowers brought a smile to her face. She opened the cards and began reading them aloud. This one is from Patience and Priscilla, Mama Peters, Penelope said. Mama Peters opened the card and then looked at Patience and Priscilla. Thank you, girls. This one is from Pearson and me. We actually wrote it together, Mama Peters. Mama Peters took the card from Pearson and Penelope and read it out loud. Dear Mama Peters, it was tough to write this card for you because there are too many things that we love about you to name them all. We think you're great. You serve us and you love us, but we think that the best thing of all is that you love Jesus even more than you love us. Because if you didn't love Jesus, we probably wouldn't love him. Thank you for being the best mom ever. Love, Pearson and Penelope. 
Mama had begun to cry, and tears were rolling down her cheeks as she opened Daddy Peter's card. This one she read silently to herself. The tears didn't stop flowing when Daddy Peter's handed her the presents. She opened the big present first. She was too overcome with emotion to utter even a single word as she ran her hand over the satin robe. She quietly opened the second package. Pearson and Penelope looked at one another, befuddled. As far as they knew, they had only purchased one present for Mama Peters. They gazed at Daddy Peters in confusion, but he was staring at Mama Peters, too busy to notice their questioning glances. Mama Peters opened the small box and pulled out a shiny gold heart locket with a diamond on the front. She opened it, and inside was a small picture of her family. Instead of putting it on, she sat and held it, and she began to cry even more. Daddy Peters spoke in a sad tone. Mama Peters, we truly feel so terrible about... Mama Peters interrupted. Please stop. I'm the one who feels terrible. I feel terrible because you guys are a wonderful family, and I felt sorry for myself. I felt sorry for myself that you didn't meet my expectations this morning, and I felt sorry for myself by reminding myself about how much I do for you and how little you've done for me. But I see the error of my ways, and not just the error of my ways, but the sinful error of my ways. You all were thoughtful of me and considerate of my desires, and despite the way I treated you, you continue to be sweet to me. I went upstairs and I felt sorry for myself for a solid hour. I told myself so many lies. Sometimes when we want to feel sorry for ourselves, when we focus on our feelings more than on the Lord, we have to tell ourselves lies to keep our feelings going. I wanted to feel sorry for myself. So I said things like, nobody cares about mama, and poor me with all I do for them. And I bet you that other moms got better stuff than me today. I wanted to listen to the lies, and it felt good to feel sorry for myself. It was so ungodly. I should have focused on the Lord. I could have been comforted knowing what a blessing my family is and how sweet they are. But the truth is, even if they weren't sweet, and you were all completely thoughtless, I still have Jesus. When Jesus was betrayed and abandoned by his most ardent followers, his disciples, he still didn't think a thing about himself and how hurt he was. I tell you what, if I were Jesus, I probably would have said something like, I'm not appearing to you after I rise again, like a big old baby. But our gracious Jesus didn't do that. He didn't hold a grudge. He didn't hold it against them. And I did the complete opposite. I didn't follow Jesus' example of forgiveness either. And I know so many verses on forgiveness by memory. But I wasn't quick to forgive or to overlook your forgetfulness. You didn't do it intentionally. I mean, I was even quoting Colossians 3, 12, and 13 to myself while I was lying on my bed. I can't count how many times I said those verses. So as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. But my stubbornness was intense, and I refused to give in, and I refused to forgive. I'm learning my lesson. I love you all so much. Thank you for the thoughtful cards. And you know I love satin, so this robe is perfect for me. And Daddy Peters, I can't say enough about the locket. 
And what about this meal? You guys went out of your way and made me all this delicious food. Mama Peters was overcome by emotion once again and walked quickly over to Daddy Peters. She threw her arms around his neck and held him tightly. Pearson and Penelope picked up Patience and Priscilla, who made their way over without hesitation and threw their arms around their parents in a big group hug. Mama Peters, we love you so much. You are such a good example of repentance. We will try never to forget, even momentarily again. You mean the world to us. Daddy Peters spoke for the entire family. Well, what do you think? Should we start eating this delicious-looking meal? How and when in the world did you guys do this? We prepared it all day yesterday, Mama Peters. But thankfully, you were pouting long enough today for us to be able to finish our preparations. Pearson teased Mama Peters. Mama Peters laughed. <laughs> and Daddy Peters prayed, thanking the Lord for Mama Peters. And they all dug into the succulent fried chicken. This is Grandmom's Corner. As we've mentioned many times in the past, most of the stories we tell are drawn from real-life stories in our lives. This week, this story is based on a Mother's Day I had decades ago. My kids and husband often affectionately tease me about it, and we've had lots of laughs about it over the years. Here's what happened. When my husband and I had five or six kids, and I can't really remember how many we had at the time, because now we have 10, our lives were extremely busy. We homeschooled our kids, and my husband was still in school and working two jobs to support our family. Our kids were involved in all the usual sports, and there were lots of extracurricular activities. My husband has always been extremely considerate, and he's always made sure I was showered with love and gifts on my birthday and Mother's Day and Christmas. He always made it a point to take the kids out shopping for cards and gifts for me. But one year, it was more busy than usual. So I told my husband not to worry about getting me anything. He wanted to take the kids out to shop for me. But the Saturday before Mother's Day was also very, very busy. And I assured him over and over again that it wasn't necessary. He had a job at which he had to work nights. So I told him it didn't matter about Mother's Day that I just wanted him to get some sleep. I thought that what I was saying was the truth, but on Mother's Day, when all I opened was a keychain that was made to look like a piano keyboard, my kids picked that one out because I played the piano. I got upset and even angry. I was disappointed. If I sound ungrateful, it's because I was. Now, I didn't care so much about the gifts, but I was bothered that not more time was spent on thoughtfully picking something out for me. And at first I thought my family was playing a prank on me. But when I realized they weren't, and the piano keychain was all there was with no cards, I cried like a spoiled brat. I threw my keychain down, and my kids were sad. But I was feeling sorry for myself, just like Mama Peters. I don't remember what I said. I might have been just cold and silent like Mama Peters was, but I acted like an infant. When the dust settled, I felt horrible. I knew I had sinned against the Lord and against my precious family. I told them how sorry I was over and over, and they forgave me. I took my keys and put them on that beautiful little keychain where they stayed for years until the keychain finally broke. I repented of my sin 
And since then, I've tried, by God's grace, to show gratitude for whatever I'm given. I learned some good lessons from that day. One was not to say things I don't mean. In other words, since I like to be remembered by my family on Mother's Day, I shouldn't have just blown it off and told my family it wasn't a big deal when it's something important. I also learned to be more grateful. I love what the Bible says about giving thanks in Psalm 9-1. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. I ended up loving that simple keychain because my precious daughters had ridden their bikes to the drugstore up the street and had picked it out for me. I had felt sorry for myself that day and convinced myself that my family didn't really love me. But I was lying to myself, and I knew that was a big old lie. But I told myself that anyway, because like Mama Peters, I wanted to feel sorry for myself. One of the biggest lessons I learned that day was not to lie to myself and to remember that my family loves me and they care about me. But most of all, I try to remember that God loves me and that Jesus is my Savior, which is the very best gift of all. Listen to what it says about that in 1 John 3, 1a. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us. And in a different version of the Bible, it says how great the Father has lavished His love upon us. Lavish just means to give freely, to pour it out on us. That we should be called the children of God, and such we are. Isn't that a beautiful verse about God's love for us? We will be here, the Lord willing, next week with another story. We hope you will be too. Bye for now.